With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Recorded live. Saints, are you prepared? Today we're going to take a look at um, a couple of places and we're going to be talking and looking at what Jesus said to believers. So saints, this includes you. You are a believer. We ask the Father for the wisdom, the knowledge, and understanding in the name of Jesus. We use a King James Version Bible. So study along with us with the King James Version. We are in going to be in Matthew chapter 11, and we're going to pick it up in verse 27. Verse 27, understand that Jesus is, was talking to the Father, and now he's going to be talking to believers, okay? 27 says, all things are delivered unto me of my Father. So we see that Jesus is letting us know that he didn't start with all things, being put under his power or God get, or him having all things, which means he isn't God, okay? So let's forget about Jesus being God because he's not. And the Father is God, okay? So Satan wants Christians to believe Jesus is God so that they will worship Jesus and throw God out the window, you know, because if you're just talking to Jesus and you're not talking to the Father, then guess what? You throw God out the window. Satan loves that. Stop throwing God out the window and understand that Jesus is not God. He's the Son of God. So Jesus is saying, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven. I'm sorry, 27. All things are delivered unto me of my Father. And no man knoweth the Son but the Father. And of course, what it's talking about is Jesus is saying that the Father, you can't hide anything from God. That's what knoweth, meaning completely know the person. And of course, no one knows completely anyone, but God does. God knows completely um, who Jesus is. And neither knoweth any man the Father except the Son. So why does the Son know the Father much more than any of us know the Father? And he has a complete picture of what the Father is, is because he is has received the logos of the Father. The Father has told him who he is. Jesus remembers 
where he came from in heaven. He was Melchizedek, the high priest of God, in the temple of God in heaven before he came to earth as a babe. And he knew the Father, and he remembers knowing the Father. You see, we, the rest of us humans, we don't know the Father. We don't remember being in heaven with God, which we were, all of us, were in heaven with God before we arrived on earth. So, saints, are you prepared? Do you understand that Jesus shows us things about the Father because he knows the Father, because he remembers him from when he was in heaven with God as his high priest, we call Melchizedek. And he to whomsoever the Son will reveal him. So you understand that the way we get to know the Father is through Jesus, through what? Through the logos, through the word of God. What Jesus tells us is how we know who the Father is. And see, people have a problem with that. They think this verse is saying that Jesus is doing something up there in heaven, revealing things to people. You know, Jesus is revealing things to people. They, they, they forget about God but no, that's not what the verse is saying. Jesus has the logos of God and what Jesus has told us. Everything you're reading now, all the stuff in the Bible that Jesus talked and said and showed us about the Father and everything that the Father wanted us to know, that's what's being talked about here, okay? It isn't up, uh, God, uh, Jesus up in heaven deciding, okay, well, I'm going to reveal this to you, and I'm going to reveal this to you, and I'm going to reveal this to you. No, that's not the... Jesus, Jesus doesn't do that. God's the one. It's his Holy Spirit that reveals things to people as they're reading what Jesus said, what the Word of God says, what the Bible says, the words of Jesus, and what he did. Okay? So... We understand that. Saints, are you prepared? Do you understand that the Holy Spirit reveals the things that Jesus was trying to show to us while he was on earth? So Jesus says, Come unto me, all ye that, are la that labor and are heavy laden. And what he's talking about is, see what I did this is the Word of God. Jesus is the Word of God. So what he was saying is telling us what God expects from us. And I will give you rest, of course, because if you do it the way Jesus showed you to do it on earth, was he like all upset or worried or fearful? You know, did he walk around saying, what should I do today? No. What should I do today for God? No, of course he wasn't. He was doing what God wanted him to do. He just went out and did it. He was in complete rest with God. So he had no problems with that. And that's what he wants you to know. Don't worry about it. He'll show you the way to do things. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. See? 
Jesus is showing you, he showed us, he wants us to know how it is we're supposed to do things on the earth. Not the nonsense they teach in churches today. That's a bunch of baloney. None of that Jesus did. Okay, so if Jesus didn't do it, we're not supposed to do it. It's pretty simple. Jesus taught the word of God. For I am meek and lowly in heart. So he's letting us know he didn't walk around being proud. Hey, I'm Melchizedek. I came from heaven. I was up there with God. You know, he wasn't doing that, you know. And that's not the way we're supposed to do it. We're not supposed to walk around thinking we're better than anybody, even though they're not a believer. And other believers, even though they're not doing what they're supposed to do, we're not better. We're supposed to be meek and supposed to help them out. And ye shall find rest in your souls. That's right. That's the way you find rest is to do things the way Jesus did it, okay? For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. That's right. Because why? Because the Holy Spirit did it for Jesus. Jesus didn't have to do anything. He just let the Spirit of God do the work through him. And guess what? If you just let the Holy Spirit work through you, then, then it'll be easy for you also. Saints, are you prepared? Or do you try to do the things with your own human effort? Jesus is saying, don't do it with your human effort, because if you do, you won't have rest for your soul. You'll be trying to figure out how to do this and how to do that. Just let God do it with his Holy Spirit through you. And... Now we're going to go into 17, Matthew chapter 17. Let's go over there. So we see how Jesus talked, and, you know, he was nice, and he knew that people believed. He was talking to his disciples, the believers in him, and he was telling them, you know, here's the deal. This is as easy as it is. And so that's, you know, the first part. Let's look at the second part, Matthew 17. Is it always that way? If that was the people at the beginning, you see, at the first, at the start of his ministry, you see. But once you start and you're a believer and you've done works for God and, um, you know, you've been a believer years and you've been doing works for God for years and you mess up then, guess what? There's a different story. Let's take a look. Matthew 17. So, saints, you prepared. Are you prepared to feel the corrections that you will feel when you're not doing what you're supposed to do? And what happens when you're not doing what you're supposed to do? Well, the flesh takes over. Your flesh thinking, your flesh stuff. And guess what? Your faith dwindles. And when your faith dwindles, then guess what? You're useless to God. So let's go and see um, let's begin in verse 14. I want you to understand what was going on. Now Jesus had given the disciples the ability to cast out demons and he sent them out to go and cast out demons. So let's find out what happens. And then he left them alone and 
you know, went off. And when they were come to the multitude, there came to him a certain man kneeling down to him, saying, so this man comes to Jesus, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is lunatic. Lunatic. Now, this is a very powerful demonic possession. Okay? This isn't your regular demons and all these little oppressions and all the stuff that happens every day that we see with Christians and others. But lunatic is is a different type of demon. It's a very powerful demon. It's a very evil demon. And this kind of demon makes the person do things that harms the person or harms someone else. You know, we call them psychopaths or sociopaths. Yeah, that's what this type of demon is. And sore vexed, for oftentimes he falleth into the fire. So humans aren't going to put themselves in fire. The human has, is in possession of a demonic demon that's very powerful and evil, and he makes the, the boy go into the fire. For himself, what happens when humans go into fire? They get burnt. And oft into the water. What happens when you go into the water, especially if you can't swim? You drown. So you see, he's trying to harm the child. And I brought him. Here you go. This is what happens when, when your faith starts dwindling because of what? Not because God took it away, but because you're been placing it with earthly things, flesh things. And I brought him to thy disciples, and they could not cure him. So see, Jesus had given them the power, but you see, they'd been out there in the world curing people and doing these miracles and the stuff like that, but when you're around the world, guess what? You become weak, and flesh takes over. So what does Jesus say to his disciples, to the believers, the ones that believe, okay? Then Jesus answered and said, O faith, and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? He's not talking to the man. The man had the faith. He brought him to the disciples, but the disciples couldn't do anything. So Jesus is talking to the believers, and he's saying, faithless and perverse generation, which means you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. That's why he said that to them. How long shall I be with you? Jesus losing his patience, you see. He was human. <laughs> and this is aggravating to him. You know, what's the deal? You're not, you're supposed to be able to take care of this. Um, how long shall I suffer you? So see, guess what? Jesus got tired of them. And getting themselves involved with human stuff and all this humanity and everything to do with the flesh it weakens the faith because, guess what? The faith is pushed out. Not that it's gone, but because you aren't thinking about it anymore. You're thinking flesh things. And Jesus said to the man, bring him hither to me. And Jesus, without any question, boom, right away, rebuked the de devil and he departed out of him and the child was cured from that very hour. So Jesus didn't have any trouble, you see. Saints, so you're prepared to be among people, to do the works of God, and not lose your faith. Don't get 
caught up with the humanness, with the flesh world, with the world, and they're talking and stuff. You see, I go and visit people and talk to people, and I try to continue to talk to them about the Bible and talk to them about God and the things that we do and things we're supposed to do and that stuff according to the Bible, how it works and stuff. But the Christians, they want to talk about gossip and politics and worldly stuff and all of this stuff that, guess what? That just brings your faith and makes it lacking, okay? Because you don't fall in with them. Don't do that. They want to talk about that stuff? Fine. Let them talk about that stuff, but don't pull them into you getting involved with that kind of nonsense. Because what it's going to do is you're not going to be able to do the works of the kingdom. And verse 19, I want us to read this this time. Normally we read it with the disciples. But what we're going to do is we're going to read it so that you understand what happens. Then came the disciples to Jesus apart privately and said, Why could we not cast them out? So now they want to know. He rebukes them. Jesus got mad at them, which he did many times, by the way, and often. <laughs> um, but they came to him. They didn't go pouting because he got mad at them and yelled at them and told them they're not doing what they're supposed to do. They didn't, get, they didn't go pouting. They went to him. They wanted to know what they had to do. Why can't we do it? What, did, what happened? See, uh, humans today and Christians, they get all upset because... They go and pout because you correct them and you tell them what they're supposed to do and what they're doing wrong, and they don't like that. Then you go off and pout, and they don't talk to you, and they don't want nothing to do with you. You see, the, the disciples weren't like that, which is great. And Jesus said unto them, Because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, if you had faith as a grain of a mustard seed, he shall say unto the mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall be shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. So what Jesus is saying is, and we're not going to be moving mountains, by the way. <laughs> He's talking in a parable kind of metaphor so they understand the power that they have, you see. And so you can do anything. If you just had a little faith, all you need is a little faith. So guess what? You didn't have much faith because you couldn't get rid of this demon. And what did it say? So he explained to them. So they're like saying to themselves, you know, well, what does that mean? We, we have faith. We believe. What does that mean? What are you talking about, Jesus? We should have been able to do it. 21, how be it? This kind goeth not out, but by prayer and fasting. So, did Jesus sit down and fast and pray, and then the demon left? No, instantly the demon was gone. So, what is Jesus saying? What he's telling them is prayer and fasting. Get out of the world. Get out of the world and fasting. See, Jesus had talked to the disciples of John the Baptist, and he had told the disciples of John the Baptist, because they had asked about the fasting, how come your disciples don't fast and we fast 
often, you know, John makes us fast, and he says, well, fasting isn't for them right now because I'm here. You understand? But see, Jesus is telling them, he's mentioning the word fasting. Why? Because when they're out with the people, what's going on is pretty simple. They're out. Jesus gave them the ability to, you know, heal and um, evict and eject demons and all of the stuff that they were given the ability to do. And what happens when that happens? Well, they're humans, and they're weak humans. They're not like Jesus. So what happens is when they go to somebody and they kick them, you know, the demon out of them or heal them or make them whole or cure them or whatever it is that they've done to their family member or whatever, the the people of that family praise them. They, oh, come, thank you, thank you for doing that. Come on here, let me feed you. Let me take care of you. Come on and spend time with my family. We want to thank you for what you're doing. And, um, and so, you see, the thing is that, remember, when Jesus sent them out, he said, don't take anything with you. God will provide for you. So there's nothing wrong with them going and sitting and eating with the people and getting their food because God has given them the food because they're doing the works. The problem is that they did it a lot. And so they would eat food with the people, hang out with them for a long time, and then more neighbors would come, and then they'd get together and gossip and do the things that people do when they get together if they're not spiritually connected. You see, if they're not connected to God, if they're not praying, which means to be talking to God, you're talking to the world. So when you're talking to the world and you're not talking to God, which is praying, and you're, you're eating the world stuff, you're eating the food, you're having a good time, you're in partying, stuff like that, because, of course, they had wine, you understand, and so they drank wine with their foods. You drink the wine, you eat the food, you get a little bit tipsy, and guess what? Uh, no, there's no God in that. <laughs> you're not talking to God because he doesn't want nothing to do with you when you're like that. And so Jesus is saying prayer and fasting. So it means that you weren't doing it the way you're supposed to do it. There's nothing wrong with going and sitting down with a meal with fellow believers. And if they invite you, then go and sit with them and eat a meal and enjoy the company as far as eating the food. But once they get into all the nonsense and all the stuff, then withdraw yourself because you're going to get entangled in the worldly stuff. So that's what Jesus is talking about. He was saying prayer and fasting, meaning stop going to people's houses and drinking the wine <laughs> and eating all the food because it's causing you to go back into the world again. And, of course, the demons just laugh at you. Because why? Because God isn't there. See, Jesus had given them the ability to do it. They had the power. But guess what? How do you do it? It isn't you. It's God. It's the Holy Spirit working through you. So that shows you when you're in the world doing things you're not supposed to do, talking to people, you're not supposed to be talking like they talk, eating like they eat, drinking like they drink and all this nonsense and party and all this stuff, the Holy Spirit goes away. 
The Holy Spirit ain't going to have nothing to do with you. God ain't going to hang out with you, so you're not going to be able to do it. It's that simple, and the demons knew that. So the apostles, uh, the disciples, could not do the work. So Jesus was, he corrected them, you know, chastised them, and then he explained to them how it is that they're supposed to really have done it. And that completes the study. Hope you're prepared there, saints, when you're doing the works of the kingdom. Don't get pulled in by the world. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.